Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hey, guys. There's Daniel looking fine as hell. Thanking you. He's sitting in a <laughs> he's sitting in a different location at this moment. For those of you that are watching in a uh, in the video, yeah, I kind of one of my flatmates moved out, so I've kind of he had a desk Taken set up, over. so I've kind of just gone into his room, his old room, and now I've <laughs> set it up so I've got some kind of more professional situation going on here. You know, well, it looks a lot more professional. The lighting be nice as hell. I know it's because I'm right by the window and it be sunny as hell outside. Mm. Oh my God. Well, I cannot say the same. I don't know if you guys can see this uh, outdoor situation right now, but it is gloomy as all hail. It's raining. Mm -hmm. It's been raining all day yesterday. (sighs) Yeah. Sad. That's depressing. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm coming hell, back Daniel. to. So, gotcha. no, but you okay? Usually, it does not rain here that much. Usually, True. it's pretty sunny during this time. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, the the lords do not like us at the moment. Apparently, Think not. we'd be punished for the we, years we... of oil and gas destruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, God. Uh, anyways, all right, Daniel. Would you like to introduce uh, our lovely listeners with what today's topic is? I would love. To introduce today's topic. So um, as you guys who have been listening know, um, we kind of reached out to our audience and asked for some people to submit um, kind of life situations or things going on that they might have needed some advice from two uh, unqualified professionals. I'm putting a <laughs> caveat there because, you know, again, this is like just having a conversation with your friends and me and Rose are going to give our little opinion on some of the situations. Um, so we're going to call this particular episode, episode one of the Savage Slice. What do you, what do you think about that, Rose? She's so happy about this. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if you guys listened to our, is it going to be our previous podcast, Daniel? Yeah, it will be. Our previous podcast episode, but, um, we actually asked, well, I asked cause I was not sure about the name mm-hmm. of this segment, uh, called Savage Slice. But, uh, unfortunately, even though I asked, I realized that that episode will not be out before we record this episode. So we're yeah. just going to have to deal with Daniel's uh, name. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, I, I I also threw it out to Instagram and there was a vote and the Savage Slice won. So I mean... How many people voted, Daniel? Was it just you? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been me on four different accounts, but you know, that doesn't matter. Um, but oh, yeah, it did this, win though. It did, how, yeah. How... By what? what? What was the percentage, Daniel? Well, I, I'm recording on my phone right now, so I can't actually look. But you oh, know, well, I think it I'm was sure you remember like, at least. I think it was like 67% in favor. So, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure you skewed that number a little bit. Better, better, than, better than the Brexit vote, you know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So we are going to call this segment The Savage Slice. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to give you, apparently, a slice of advice uh, in this episode. Exactly. So how many do we have, Dan? 
so we have well we had a few but i've cut it i've kind of like cut it down to three main um oh, kind okay. of situations and stuff that we'll sure. go through today and obviously um if we do have time we could always do a few more but these are like okay. three kind of key ones um and just to let you guys know this is something that we kind of want to do on a monthly basis if we can so we're gonna mm-hmm. have this it's kind of like a mini series within the savage podcast mm-hmm. right sort of yep. kind of yep okay yep. So shall we just, shall, shall we just you get right? You seem so sure, Daniel. I know, right? <laughs> Have some confidence in your words, Daniel. I know. I should be, uh, this is something I need to work on. You know, my level of uh, uh-huh. self-confidence after being beaten down for years and years. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, what? My, Were you not my, recording? No, I am recording. My mom's trying to call me. Um, but yeah, should we, should we get right into should it? Should we get or? started? What's that? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, let's get started. Okay. okay, let's do like the juiciest one at the end. Or the most interesting one, or I don't know. Okay. Actually, well, you know, all, just do whatever. They're all pretty good, you know what I mean. And all of them are, okay. are like pretty relevant, like topics. So all right, what I was let's thinking, do this. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it out. I already have some mm-hmm. ideas of things that I might recommend, of but course, I want to get your take it. on it, Rose. Oh God damn! You okay. be ready? You ready? Okay. I'll be ready. And I kind of yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's just get into it. <laughs> so the first situation. <clears throat> Um, I've been using personal development and self-coaching for several years now, and it has been hugely helpful to my skills, both professionally and in my personal life. But lately, I've been having troubles interacting with certain individuals. Self-coaching has become such a reflex for me now that when I see a problem somewhere, I immediately want to find a plan and some guidelines to fix it. Some of my friends are really enthusiastic about this new side of me, but others don't understand my way of handling things and say I'm too much... I care too much. I do too many things. I feel like some of my colleagues are clearly avoiding me because they think I'm too loud and too enthusiastic. I know I shouldn't care and keep moving forward, uh, but even if self-coaching is helping, these numerous incidents have been quite unpleasant, and I'm starting to question my journey. Okay, so let me just try to understand the situation. So she's been taking self-coaching, self-development for many years. She's mm-hmm. enjoying it. She has learned a lot. Yeah. And it, is she meaning that she's inflicting that upon other people? So let's say you had an issue and I'm like, let me help you. Like, let me come up with a solution. Is that what she's saying? I think so from what I gather is that like, yeah, basically been doing the self-coaching and everything and been really helpful for for her or right. or, or him, whoever this may be. Um, right. And yeah, I guess because that's been such a positive in her, their life, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, or I guess... Her or his. We, yeah, we'll just say their. Yeah, That'll in their easier. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and um, so now I guess from my understanding is, you know, when they do see a problem or a situation, they try to help using kind of self-coaching right. and that kind of that kind of element of it and some people are taking to it really really well and enthusiastic while others are you know not liking it as much right so she's basically giving unsolicited advice is kind of where i'm taking mm. it well you know i am also a bit guilty of this kind of thing because i'm the type of person you know like i like to nag daniel about his That's situations you know yeah. i like to But I think that when it comes to things like this, I think there's a certain, there's a line that maybe it's hard because it's, of course, it's hard to see it from, especially if it's someone that's close to you. And if they're, you know, struggling or if they're having a hard time, or if you think that you know the solution, you automatically want to help. And I also get that kind of inclination, that kind of, you know, 
uh, pull. But at the same yeah. time, we also have to realize that everyone is on their own journey and everyone has kind of a different way of handling their own problems and their own issues. And it's not really your job to fix everyone's problem. And yeah. it seems like based on, again, she was talking about her colleagues. So it seems like she's taking this maybe a little bit too far or they are taking this mm -hmm. a little bit too far and they are, you know, Maybe uh, wearing too many, what, what is it called? Like wearing too many shoes? Like what, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wearing too many hats. Wearing too many hats. And yeah. uh, if people are uncomfortable, then it is kind of necessary for you to step back, in my mm -hmm. personal opinion, because, you know, sometimes you just got to let people make their own mistakes or, mm -hmm. you know, what do you think, Dan? No, I agree. I think I, th I can see why this individual is doing this because obviously they were saying in their life, this has really, really been such a huge and positive impact. So of course, mm -hmm. being a, you know, a really enthusiastic person, you want to kind of help other people. But I do agree yeah. in a sense that, cause I'm also guilty of this. Like when you're talking to friends and f family and colleagues and whoever it may be, I think it's really, really important um, to take a step back and assess the situation because in a sense that there's going to be some people out there that are really, really receptive and want your advice and want you to help them. So I think by all means, definitely really empower those people and use this stuff that you've been learning with self-coaching to, you know, really um, enrich those the other people's lives. But again, there's going to be other people on the other end of the spectrum that don't, like you said, they, they're on their own journey. They don't necessarily want your help. And I know it can be frustrating because you might think you know the answer or you might have dealt with something similar and had a really successful outcome um, using the self-coaching and everything. Um, but again, everyone's kind of, yeah, they're on, they're on their own and they're on their own kind of journey. So I think you do have to be careful in a sense that you don't want to cross that line, you know? And I think, um, what am I trying to say? You're trying, you, you just have to assess which people are kind of receptive to it and which people aren't. And if people aren't receptive, you need to take a step back and just leave them to it. You know what I mean? Like maybe initially you can suggest some things to them and judge by their, their, um, approach or how they react to say, actually, okay, they don't really want, uh, my help in this situation and let them have their own. And if they come up and ask for your help, then obviously that's a different situation. But I think, because um, I never want to tell somebody, especially because I know this self-coaching and everything, it's become really, really big in the last kind of five, six years, maybe even more. Um, and I think definitely it has, you know, for some people, it's a really, really positive thing. But again, some people aren't going to want to do that approach. So you just need to be mindful of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I think it's, Huh. And also, I think it depends on who's asking you. Are they even asking you for help? Yeah. You know, are they are they coming to you for advice? Are they coming to you asking you, listen, I have this problem. Like mm. in that case, I think it's appropriate for you to, you know, obviously give them a little solution if of you course. think you, you have one. But it seems based on what um, what this person has written, uh, if people are avoiding you and if people are not, you know, if people are not being receptive, it seems that maybe the advice that you're giving is not solicited. Like it's, mm. you know, people are not asking for the advice. Sometimes um, maybe it's hard to judge because people might be just kind of complaining about their problems. And then yeah. you're like, oh, they're asking for my advice. Let me just, you know, come in and help you. Uh, but I think you have to judge whether or not this person is actually asking for help or not. Mm. And maybe, you know... I mean, it depends on what kind of self-coaching you're doing, I guess. But like yeah. you could, you know, you could suggest, 
you know, different types of self-help books that have helped you without yeah. getting too into the discussion. Yeah. Maybe yeah. don't get, maybe don't get so involved. <laughs> and, and yeah. with, again, I mean, I'm just saying this about the people that are less receptive. Cause obviously they're saying in this, that some of their of friends course. are really, really enthusiastic. Then I say, you know, go, you know, full, full throttle. Yeah. But for those that aren't, maybe again, take a step back and, and yeah, maybe suggest if they're, if they're complaining or whatever else, suggest some books or things that have helped you, but just don't get too, too involved with what's going on in their sphere and their yeah. life and everything. Um, cause I think one of the things in this particular thing as well is uh, this individual is asking, you know, w- whether or not she should conti- she or he should continue with their, um, self-coaching journey. And I think if it's been, well, yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I think if it's been beneficial to you and, and, and been so helpful to you, I wouldn't even question your journey. I would honestly continue. And that's something that's been really, really helpful for you. I think like, like Rose and I have both said though, when it comes to people outside of that, uh, you just need to be mindful of, of the kind of, yeah, if the advice that you're giving is solicited or not. And I think if it's solicited, people aren't going to, um, you know, actively try to avoid you or anything because, you know, they asked for help in the beginning, but I think, or in the, they asked for the uh, guidance, but if it's unsolicited, I can see why some people might be, be kind of turned off to that and say, Oh, you know, it is a little bit too much. Maybe they didn't want, cause you know, sometimes people, they just don't want to hear, um, you know, they yeah. don't, some people just don't want help. You know, like some people, you, they'll, they'll complain and complain. And the second you're like, oh, I have some advice for you. They don't want to hear it, you know? And they're like, no, no, no. I want to, you know, moan or whatever. Yeah. So I am. Um, yeah. Know, so it can be frustrating. My... But <laughs> I mean, again, you can't help everybody. That's the problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They need, they need to can, want to be helped. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I mean, yeah. and, I, and I, I think from reading this, it's like somebody that is so, I think the reason that they're doing this is because they are so enthusiastic and it's made such mm-hmm. good impacts and changes in their life. So they want to kind yeah. of, you know, help others. So I get that. But then again, like we're saying is some people, unfortunately, they don't want our help or people's help or, you know, they, they kind of want to figure things out for themselves yeah. or whatever else. So Which I is think fair. Those, I mean. Exactly. Cause I, yeah, I think about it too. Like often I'll ask you Rose for like your advice and you know, opinion and, <laughs> and stuff. And I give you my, was, my advice. <laughs> oh yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it'd be unsolicited. Okay. God damn. <laughs> um, but also like, you know, there's other people that maybe I'm not as close to and stuff. If I was like talking about something and then they just started like trying to analyze my situation, it might, right. it might like make me a little bit like, what are you doing? You know, like, yeah, I didn't want to go down this, this rabbit hole with you. So yeah, yeah I think just exactly. Just I think it's that, also, really. Yeah, it's different if it's like a close family, even if it's a close family friend or, or a close mm-hmm. family member or a friend, um, they they still might not want your help. Um, but I think if it's colleagues, just let them be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. You, and, and, and I know you're like, obviously, this person, their heart's in the right place. But I think, again, of you, course. Just, you just sometimes have to... Uh, it's like, I, you know, I love, you know, I always talk about meditation and Daniel, I keep telling him to meditate and he, he just won't. So I just stop trying, you know, he gets all anxious and stressed about all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, Daniel, you know, what's going to help you. <laughs> and I keep telling him and he won't do it. And uh, he's probably going to start avoiding me now, but he can't because <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> God damn. The truth comes Maybe. out in the savage hour. Um, start a podcast and start talking about all the things that you care about and then send it, it to all the people that need help. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
No, I, you know, I have meditated before, Rose, but maybe it's just not my cup of tea, all right? Or maybe you just did it once, and it's not supposed to be fun, Daniel. It's not like a, you know, it's not like some fun activity that you do. It's supposed to be something that you do over time that improves yeah. everything. How about when I'm in Calgary, we do a meditation session okay. together? Guys, you got we got that on camera. We got that on on audio recording. It's, it's reco- gonna happen. It's been it's now that is now recorded on three different devices. So <laughs> yes. actually, no six. No, oh, not God six. Damn. One, two, three, four, okay, five. Yeah. So, anyway, so there you go. Sometimes the unsol- unsolicited advice it works, as mm. you've seen just now. Yeah. Next. <laughs> God damn. Okay. So the next, the next one. Are you ready for this, Rose? Oh Lord! Oh Lord! So this is actually a vegan one. So I want to. I'd be interested oh, okay. to, to gather your opinion on this one. Okay. So basically, the main issue is how to deal with a family member or friend who asks mm-hmm. you to buy non non vegan items such as meat. For example, this person had an elderly um, family member ask them if they could purchase some fish. Now, the place that they're living. Um, where they buy the fish. The fish are still alive. You pick them, you put them into a plastic bag. Um, this person felt really, really bad and said, I, you know, I can't do this. Um, but it's very difficult uh, because it was for someone that was, you know, quite a bit older and maybe had some mobility issues. Um, and this person also had the situation last year when their parents asked them to buy cheese and non-vegan stuff. So in this situation... What would you do? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I think if it was anyone else but an elderly person, I'd immediately be like, hell no. Yeah. But it's tough when it's an elderly person because is this is this like a grandma, grandpa, or yeah, I just... think so. I think it's a, I think it was a grandma, or <sighs> grandma. Yeah. I feel like I mean there's so many things that I don't know, right? Like, is yeah. this person just unable to buy food for themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Or are they just making you do errands, mm-hmm. you know? Or are you picking things up? Um, are you the one paying for this food? Or are you not the one? Like, are they giving you money? That's another thing. Yeah. Would they buy it otherwise by themselves? Like, could they go and pick it up themselves? Yeah. And are they just making you do it? Like, so many things. I just... Do they know that you're vegan? Do they know yeah. that you, you know, like, have you communicated uh, that you're vegan and that you do it for ethical reasons and it bothers you that it bothers you when you see, you know, animals suffering mm-hmm. because, yeah, I'm yeah not it, sure. it that's the thing that's really important is communication. So, again, yeah. I don't know if you've communicated with with your family um, but it seems that they haven't understood if you did communicate with them because yeah. I think it's it, it's very, really important um, to give you respect, you know, mm-hmm. as their family member as well. It's important that you also get the respect that, you know, there are certain things that you value and certain, you know, moral principles that you abide by. And if you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're basically asking you to just kind of, abandon your morals yeah. <laughs> and again it's probably not their intention it's probably yeah. not what they mean to do because maybe they don't understand how you know how much it, it bothers you exactly. uh yeah what do you think no i agree i think um if this again we, we there's there wasn't quite enough information in here but mm-hmm. like for example if your family doesn't know that you're vegan 
then this is a hard thing because then they don't know that they're asking you to question. Um, not well, let's assume that a- they know that they're vegan because I'm, I'm sure that they must know that they're vegan. Yeah, I'm guessing that they probably would. Yeah, guess it's, so it's, let's it's assume that. But um, there's a difference between knowing someone's vegan and actually understanding it. Exactly. And understanding why they're vegan. Like, because they might not get it. They might just be like, oh, this person's just not eating meat. Mm, that's true. So I guess in that sense, I do think because this particular situation, it was it was a grandparent. So I think just from my perspective and again it's this this stuff is very situational right so yeah like in this situation for example if i was at my grandma's house and you know she has mobility issues and everything else and she Mm -hmm. can't get certain things herself and there was nobody else there and she needed me to get something like this um you know i mean i wouldn't like doing it but like i'm not gonna I don't think that I would necessarily say no to my to my grandma just because of that reason. Right. However, if my parents were there or somebody else was there that could go get it, then I would ask them. You know what I mean? I would try to like deflect or like not deflect, but um, if there was right. an, a, another able-bodied person that could do that or if my grandparent was able to do it. I don't know. It's a really tough one. It's you know? so tough. Cause, cause like, I, I, I understand what you're saying too. Cause it's like, if it's your grandparent mm. and you are, you know, you obviously have respect for your grandparent and yeah. you don't want to, again, you're not trying to force your diet on them and they eat a certain way or whatever. And, yeah. and they need you to go and pick something up. Oh, God. It's um, hard. This is a really tough one. It is a tough one. I don't even know if there's a right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many things that. Uh, that you need to consider but if it really bothers you it clearly does and and it i mean it would bother me too Mm. especially if it's like live like does she have to eat the live fish like does it have to be the live ones (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like there's there's plenty of fish that are already you know that they sell that are already dead yeah i don't know i mean i don't know if it makes it better for you but um I don't know. It's it's that's a really tough one, but it it is something that maybe you could have a discussion with, uh, with your with your grandma. Maybe you can cook something for your parents and your grandparents. Maybe yeah. you can introduce some plant based food to them. Um, maybe you can, you know, buy some like non vegan or vegan food for them and yeah. see if they like that. Uh, but again, it's it's always tough with this kind of stuff, especially with like elderly people. Exactly. I think, I think if with parents, it's like, because, well, it depends, I guess it depends how old your parents are and stuff. Right. But like, you know, my right. parents are relatively young, so this wouldn't be so much of an issue, but like, yeah, when we're talking about like grandparents and stuff, that's when it gets really, it gets tough because like, I understand that like, and we have to remember like our grandparents are from, we can communicate with them and, and discuss stuff, but they're also grew up in a very different generation than us. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've been through, I don't know so much. So like, yeah. I, of course, like I would, I would have a discussion with them and everything, but they, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But I like, don't know. Like how often is this happening? That's another thing. It's like, well, this is, do this doesn't, have- this doesn't happen very often. It's only, it's kind of only this per- person said it's only really due to, um, the virus. So I guess she's staying with her family right oh, now because of the coronavirus. Okay. Typically they would only that see each other a couple things. times a year. Okay. Yeah. So virus in this case, as much as I, it pains me to say it, mm. I would just pick up the food for them. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, they're going to eat that way. They're going to pick it up somehow. Yeah. And I would rather not endanger, you know, because obviously elderly people can't really go out and go grocery mm. shopping. Especially if they have mobile mobility issues. And even if they didn't right now, Daniel, because of the virus, oh, they don't want to go yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very See, true. This is a very important fact that you did not include. <laughs> 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 I don't know why you didn't tell me that. Did you read the actual thing? Yeah, Did yeah. I miss well, I, it? Well, there was a little bracket thing. The thing is, I live far from my family. I'm only close to them because of the virus. We see. Did you each read other. that, Daniel, earlier? No. <laughs> Daniel, this is very important information. That is. You need to you need to read the whole thing so I understand. Okay. Oh god. Everyone, now I change my mind. Okay. <laughs> the f- Daniel, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. That whole segment was useless because now I understand a bit further. No, it's still useful if there's other people that I are mean, listening it's a and bit maybe use- have those situations. Oh but yes, not with I mean the virus. that's true. That's true. That's true. So yeah. that first segment is not situ- uh, specific to this situation apparently, which uh, defeats the whole purpose. But anyways, <laughs> um, sorry guys for my uh, coworker here. The savage slice is getting very savage right now towards the uh, well. Well, goddamn, Daniel, I'd be expecting you to do a better job at relaying the information. God Anyways, so my dear person who wrote this uh, advice uh, situation thing. In this situation, because it's COVID and because elderly people can't go out and buy food. Mm-hmm. and uh, But again, I mean, I wish someone else could pick it up for you. If you have any other option... Of course, I would try to take the other option of getting someone else to pick up like a live fish for you because that would bother me immensely. Yeah. Um, uh, or maybe just talk to your grandma and be like, can I just pick up like, you know, the one that's already dead? I don't know. <laughs> <God Yeah. damn. laughs> uh, because I think that would really bother me. I don't know mm. what it is about if it's alive still. It's like, yeah. I know the end result is the same. Yeah. So maybe it shouldn't bother me. But I think just like emotionally, it would, it would, uh, it would bother me a lot. But mm-hmm. because it's COVID and because elderly people can't really go out and go grocery shopping and ma- you're the uh, apparently the younger person that's been designated to do this, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, as much as it sucks, you know, we just have to kind of, you know, y- you don't want your, you know, grandma uh, to be at risk or your grandpa. Yeah. And um, it's unfortunately one of those, uh, what do you call it? Double edged, double edged swords. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't agree, Daniel. Well, is, that, is that not the right term? It's yeah, a double edged sword. As in, no matter what you do, uh, oh, you're yes. going to get stopped. Yes. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Sorry. God damn. Daniel's uh, questioning my uh... metaphors. Mm hmm. That'd be well, a you know, I'd be questioning. Right? I'd be questioning everything you'd be doing. So know, um, that's very true. Anyways, I hope um, that helped. But in general, I think if you're if it wasn't a COVID situation and if it mm. wasn't. Um, so, again, every situation is different. I think yeah. the most important thing, number one, is communicating that you are you know, vegan for the reasons that you are. Yeah. Because a lot of people think vegan is just a diet. It's just for health. They don't understand the moral implications and why you might actually want to be vegan for an ethical reason. So if they understand that, uh, that might change things for a lot of people. Yeah, so communication is. Yeah, it's very important because your family cares about you. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, yeah. your family wants to, you know, hopefully respect you. And um, if and they support. respect you, mm-hmm, then yeah. they would do, you know, what it, it they would, you know, try to support you that way. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really, really important and crucial. I think you you really mentioned something that is so huge is I think especially I think especially like older 
the older generation, they might think of veganism as just a diet or like a fad yeah. or like a, cause they don't fully understand. I know like with my, uh, with one of my grandparents, it took a little while of kind of explaining and what the situation was and everything else before she could, she understood exactly what it kind of meant to be, um, a vegan. Um, because I guess a lot of people might think it's a diet fad or, or something mm-hmm. like this, but there's so much mm-hmm. more to it. Like, obviously. So I think, yeah, really being concise and communicating those things, um, to your family and, you know, explaining that. And likely if they know the reasoning behind all of that, they might, they'll be less likely to ask you to pick up those kind of products because they would understand. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Yeah. But again, yeah. Uh, again, like, yeah, in the COVID situation and the, in our new norm that we're in at the moment, unfortunately, (laughs) where we do have individuals that are more high risk, like Rose mentioned, um, you know, this, it might be a tough decision that you have to, you know, if you're the person that's supporting these old elder people, um, you don't want them to go out and be at risk. So maybe that's something that you, you kind of have to do in this situation. Um, or ask if there's maybe an alternative that you can get to the fish, uh, you know, or something else, you know, or make them delicious vegan food. Exactly. Potentially, you know, maybe they have a little extra time. Yeah. Maybe they were thinking of grilling some fish, but you could say, actually, let's make a delicious like vegan curry or, you know, actually, I know a great YouTube channel, uh, Cheap Lazy Vegan, where there's some (laughs) really great recipes we can try. (laughs) Always the sneaky promotion. Thank you, Daniel. You're welcome. So yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out already, I'll give you the money tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I hope that helped you guys. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of questions regarding you know, being vegan and dealing with family and friends. I think that's one of the top questions. Like some of the top questions that I get are always about, because these are tough situations and, uh, you know, we don't want to upset our family. We don't want to upset our friends and it can be tough. So yeah, keep those coming. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think even even when because when we discussed in our like previous episode a few episodes ago our vegan journeys, I remember we discussed it and you had mentioned like I remember part of your journey you said really like well you you you'd gone to eating um, all plant based except fish when you were living at home right mm-hmm. and then when you moved to London you finally you were like actually okay I'm no longer living at my parents I'm gonna do the yes. full the full shebang um, and cut fish out I mean you were pretty much eating vegan at that point anyway but yeah. again that was a kind of catalyst or not catalyst, but like mm-hmm. it made it a little bit. So I can see it is, it is a challenging thing with friends and family to kind of, yeah, it's, it's a bit, sometimes can be a little, a little bit awkward to kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's very challenging. Yeah. But we so, can get through it together. We can, we can, we can get through <laughs> this together and through the coronavirus, hopefully. Oh God damn. Okay. What's next Daniels? Okay, what's this be, next? This be a long one. Okay. So I'm going to read it okay, to okay. you. I'll, well, you I'll read, read all it of to it. Me ver- <laughs> okay, good. Don't leave out some crucial information. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. So. <clears throat> Daniel, you crack me up. <laughs> I know. Guys, do you see what I have to okay. deal with? Do you see why I'm a tiger mom? I gotta, I gotta, what do you call it? Whip you in shape. Is that yeah. what it's called? <laughs> you have to whip me in shape. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh. Read it to me. Okay. You're ready. Yes. Okay, good. Um, So I became vegan about a year ago, and within my family, it has basically been a seamless transition. My mom and sister have been vegetarian for several years prior and even joined me when I decided to dive straight into becoming vegan. My dad naturally became vegetarian too. However, whenever I go out with friends, it is quite difficult. None of them really understand why I'm vegan and think I'm being stupid. 
When I'm bringing up my motives behind veganism, like environmental sustainability, ethical reasons, and health benefits, it's like they're not even listening to what I'm explaining. But they're not like bad friends either. They are smart and kind and have been my best friends since elementary school. This past year, I've become more and more educated on the numerous benefits towards our health, our environment and health. I even had my friend watch um, The Game Changers on Netflix with me, and she gladly took interest because she um, she's an athlete. She seemed interested while we were watching, but next week when I stayed over at her house, the only food that was prepared were meat dishes. Pardon me. I ended up not eating dinner, and she just kept talking about how good the food was while I sat there drinking my water. I'm not, I'm not mad at my friends, but I would just like some advice on how to deal with these situations in the future. I will be starting college in the fall and I'm pretty sure something like this will come up while I'm, while I'm in college because my family has been very vegetarian, vegan friendly household for a very long time. I have recently become quite shocked at how reluctant some people are to the idea of veganism. The false ideas that meat makes people stronger, healthier, etc., prevails all throughout our society and can be quite frustrating. What advice do you have for me as I embark on my college experience and meet new people? What, uh, uh, how should I go about dealing with friends who hold different beliefs about veganism and not willing to go to restaurants that have vegetarian options for me? Thanks. Oh my God. Okay. Uh-oh. Let me just, I, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw my reaction. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to bad mouth anyone's friend. Yeah. Okay. But I think what she did, is it she? she did she say it was she? He or the she. Athlete? The athlete. Uh, the, the athlete, the was athlete a with a she. Yeah. Okay. So there's... Okay, first of all, they're in high school, right? I understand that when you're in high school, you're, you're I don't know, you're in a bit of a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people are still, I don't want to call people immature, but you know, you're not, you're not an adult yet per se. Yeah. So I don't think that um, you're not as... Uh, emotionally or mentally developed as, you know, obviously an adult would be. So I want to excuse her a little bit, the friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe she's being immature. You know, maybe she's trying to, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to do. But uh, uh, let me just tell you that if my friend did that to me, I would leave that house. Because what, like, she knows that you're, oh my God, I'm getting like fired up. I'm upset for her. I'm I'm surprised that she said she was not mad because, yeah. Um, it's like she deliberately did something like that. It's, it seems, it seems intentional. Mm. And for, I, I find that very hard to believe that someone would prepare a meal when someone is over and not prepare something for the person that is vegan. Mm-hmm. Like, have you had anything like this happen to you? I never have, to be honest, ever. And I get it. Like, look, childhood friends are difficult because um, when you make friends as a child, you kind of grow up together, but you become kind of different people as you age. And mm. as you get older, you mature. And you'll see that, um, especially going into university, you are going to probably drift from them even further. Um, mm-hmm. There's a chance, especially yeah. if you have very different views to begin with. And it doesn't mean that you don't um, you know, communicate and you don't see each other. There's a chance that you might still see each other and still be friends, but you might still find different groups of friends that you can be friends with now for different reasons. So now yeah. this, I would see this as a bit of an opportunity because I think, I think that going to university might be a good thing for you because when you go to university, 
now this you're kind of starting from scratch kind of and you're meeting mm -hmm. new new different people and you could potentially meet people that are a little bit more aligned morally speaking and just kind yeah. of lifestyle wise and now because i don't know about you but friends i made you know as an adult are definitely different from friends i made in high school i'm still friends with everybody and i you know uh, my high school friends, my junior high friends, elementary friends, they all have a special place in my life. Of course, um, yeah. But the, every one of my friends are very different. And yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that I went to high school with my friends, I'm not 100% sure if, you know, we would have much in common now, if I met yeah. them now. Yeah. So what's what are your thoughts, Daniel? Um, I agree. Tell me what I, you think about this meat thing. Uh, okay, well, first, yeah, I'll go into this meat thing first of all. Um, <sighs> I'm so mad. And again, we're not trying to bash this individual's friends or anything like that, but I do feel like just the way this was presented, and maybe this isn't the case, but for somebody to prepare only meat dishes and then, you know, almost as if like taunt them saying about how, you know, delicious and good the food was while the other person has nothing to eat. That's just, I, I think that's just a little bit mean, to be honest. Um, it's very mean. Yeah. And I just especially if they know and it sounds like you've communicated to your friends why mm -hmm. you're you're vegan i mean it doesn't sound like they're being that receptive because it sounds like again they don't none of them really understand and they think that you're being stupid um which can be very very frustrating i agree so that's 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 to one side and i think and i'm just speaking from my own experience since being vegan and with my you know i didn't go vegan until obviously i was an, like much older um but like I've never had that issue where I've gone to a friend's house and because my friends know all of my friends know. So they would, they might still prepare something meat for them, but there always would be something for me. So like, that's never, I've never had to do that. And no, none of my friends would sit there and watch. I me would not question this friendship. I'm sorry, yeah. but I would, yeah. I think I would, because I yeah. think it's, it's just a shitty thing to do. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't <laughs> seem like a very nice thing to do, to be honest. Like I yeah. know you said, you know, they're not bad friends. They're smart and kind and everything. Um, but I do think something like this, it's a little bit mean and well, it's, it's not a little bit, it's very mean. Um, and I just think, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not, like, <laughs> I'm just like, shocked. Yeah, I know. Cause, cause yeah, you're right. If somebody did that now to me and like, was like, Hey, you know, literally like sat at the table with no food for me and was like, this food is so delicious. I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to leave. Like I'm going to go and get somewhere some else food. And, get, yeah. <laughs> and get some food. I'll go to the, I'll go to like some place and get some, you know, I'll go sit by myself at a restaurant and just get something or go back home and make myself something. Um, yeah. so I think, but again, we're, we're at, we're like older. Right. So, um, but even if I was in high school, I probably would have. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, this is shocking. And the thing is, so, it's fine if you have friends that don't, uh, that don't really that, that aren't really receptive or don't mm. understand why you're vegan because that's same thing with me. Um, yeah. But to have friends that won't even have food for you or have any mm. consideration for you know your hunger. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. It, yeah. I don't know. Uh -huh. So kind of going back to that point that you made earlier Rose about about friendships and the evolution of friendships I guess mm -hmm. um and I know you mentioned in this this call this this particular um issue that you know you've been friends since elementary school for a very long time and one of my like big philosophies because I look at my friendship groups and don't get me wrong I still have friends that I've known from high school that I'm still friends with um and some actually really close friends and I really cherish those friendships but I do feel like um, you know, someone that you've known since like, let's say elementary and you've grown up with 
quite often you might grow in different ways and maybe you became friends because you just went to the same school, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you kind of grew that friendship because you kept going to the same schools, not necessarily because you might have had a few things in common, but like, you know, you just kind of, it was more uh, a friendship of convenience, I guess, because you mm-hmm. did go to the same school. You li- probably lived in the same neighborhood. Um, and then as you get older and especially like going into university, like I, I'm actually really excited for this person to go into college or university mm-hmm. or where they're going because it's such a great opportunity to meet people outside of the area that you live in, maybe even outside of your country that are coming international students. Um, mm-hmm. You just get such a wide range of individuals with like, you know, very interesting and differing opinions, more open-minded. Um, I mean, obviously you're going to get jerks in university as well. You can't avoid that anywhere. Of course. Um, but I just think, I do feel like a lot of the friendships that I've made in university, they are different friendships from the ones that I had when I was younger growing up. Um, and yeah, I think it's an interesting one. And, and, you know, to the point, like, just because, you know, me and Rose both have lots of friends that don't necessarily, that aren't, uh, aren't vegan, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but again, they, these friends that we do have that aren't vegan, which is a lot of our friends, they, they, they at least understand and they're, um, accommodating for when we're trying to do things. So like if we're going out out to a restaurant and stuff, they will make sure that we see the menu or that there's some kind of options, or they'll say, this is what's available for, um, you know, vegans or whatever else, or, or tell us, or, or ask, is this restaurant okay? Can you check the menu um, to make yeah. sure that, you know, and I think it's just like, that also is just kind of like common courtesy though, because like mm-hmm. even in my experience in Spain, just to digress a little bit, um, the um, teachers were planning a Christmas, um, they do like a Christmas lunch or whatever. And one of the teachers who, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really friends with, I just work with basically one of my colleagues. She was organizing the the dinner and I said to her, look like I'm vegan. So we're going to have to like talk to the restaurant or something to make sure uh, I, I don't mind doing it, but we'll have to. And she's like, that's not a problem. And then she actually forwarded me the vegan menu to like make sure that Aww. everything was okay. And again, this was just a colleague. This wasn't somebody that I yeah. was close with, but again, they knew that this is something that, you know, they knew that they wanted to accommodate, you know? Yeah. This is so weird. Maybe it's like, um, I'm trying to make sense of this, you know, maybe Mm. I'm focusing too much on this one interaction. So let me just kind of like think about the broader thing um, here. I don't know when this person went vegan. I assume that it wasn't that long ago. A year ago. So, okay. So I'll tell you this from my experience in the very beginning, your friends are going to have things to say. Mm. Your friends are going to be curious first of all they're going to want to ask you a bunch of questions because obviously you're changing a big part of your life and you know you're going through a big change so they're going to be curious they're going to ask you questions but most of the time from my experience they're not going to be very receptive so don't Mm. um first thing would be to not expect people to be receptive or positive about your change because that's one thing that shocked me as well because i thought oh if i tell you you know the ethics behind this if i tell you the environment uh environmental issues uh, then of course they're going to understand. Of course they're going to also be on the same camp. Yeah, I immediately yeah, yeah. thought that, but that was unfortunately not the case. Yeah. And um, most people are very resistant to change. So you're, I think that you'll over time, you know, in a few years, you'll realize that there's no point of having these discussions almost. I think yeah. that you should just live your life, do the best that you can as a vegan. And um, obviously, you know, the benefits and you know, you know, why it's, you know, why you're doing it. And if people mm-hmm. ask you, you can of course answer, but yeah. I always avoid trying to have some long discussion about it unless provoked. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't do the provoking. I don't do the, you know, so I just try to keep it short, sweet. I say, oh, I'm mm-hmm. vegan because of this, this, and then just have a normal conversation, normal friendship. Yeah. And if it comes up, it comes up. You can have a respectful discussion. Yeah. Um, but I would talk to the friend that gave that, you know, starved you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, I find that so weird. This is it. I mean, I think, I think that, yeah, that kind of touches on the first point of, of when she's saying, you know, none of them understand and they think that you're mm-hmm. being stupid. So like. That's very normal, by yeah. the way. It's not just your friends. It's almost exactly. every single, especially at that age in high school, um, yeah. you know, people are a little bit more judgmental, I think, at that time. Yeah. And I think that it's a very normal reaction. So mm-hmm. your friends are not, you know, weird or mean. I mean, other than the friend that didn't give you food. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the reaction of the negative reaction is actually very normal, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, and I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, um, like Rose was saying, maybe keep it short and sweet. And I think, you know, like when people, if people, you know, do, but if people do ask about, you know, veganism, obviously you can go into more detail and everything else. But, um, but I think it's important, like, especially like the way that I look at it as well is I know that you're saying, you know, these aren't bad friends, you know, they're really kind and everything else. But at the same time, like if they're good friends, like the way that I look at it, if they're good friends, they might not necessarily, you know, they might think you're being a bit weird with this vegan thing, but they'll respect you enough that maybe they don't want to talk about it, but when they go out to eat or you guys are doing things together, they'll be accommodating to you, to mm-hmm. to what you're trying to do. And they'll say, oh, okay, look, we, we purposely picked this restaurant and whatever else. Um, and I think like, yeah, I don't know. In... What am, what am I, what am I trying to say here? If, if, for example, another suggestion that I have as well, like if you go to, well, you're going to college and let's say there's like, I don't know, a party or things going on. Another thing that you can do if you're worried about having another situ, another situation where a friend is like, um, only cooking meat, which hopefully never happens again <laughs> ever. But let's say you're going to a party or something or something's happening because at college, there's lots of parties and get togethers yeah. and things like that. I don't think there's food involved though. It's probably That's mostly true. alcohol, but That's very true. But if there is, <laughs> if there is food involved, I would suggest yeah. just making sure you bring a little something for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, it can be like a potluck or whatever, but you bring something that you can share with other people, but then you, yes. you guarantee that you know that there'll be at least something there that you can eat. Um, yes. Obviously always ha- bring your own food. Exactly. Obviously, it didn't happen in this situation because you were going over to somebody's house that was cooking you dinner. Um, if I was doing yeah. that, I would expect that they would cook something vegan or like, I don't know. I've just. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, obviously, we don't know the full context. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this person just thought, oh, I'm just going to make something to eat for myself. Sorry, I don't have anything for you. I don't know. But even the. Even that is so weird. Mm. Anyway, it's a I don't know. One. And I th- and I think with the last point too, like dealing with friends who hold different beliefs on veganism, we kind of touched on that. But then again, when it when it says not willing to go to restaurants that have vegetarian options for right. me, okay, or at so least I, one, I or at least one option, I mean, okay, that part. Ugh, these people, man, who yeah. are these people? Yeah. I want to smack them. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the thing, and I, I think nowadays at least most restaurants will have at least one option. So I think, yeah. Where are they going? A steakhouse? Yeah. But even, even, even a steakhouse or like, um, <laughs> cause I, I, my work when I was in the UK, my work booked a, um, it was a Brazilian steakhouse, not steakhouse, but you know, like those Brazilian things where they have the meat. Yeah. And they yeah. Go like yeah. This and they cut but they have a salad bar. 
don't yeah. they? Well, they had they had that, but they also had a couple dishes that were specifically vegan. One was like this like kind of vegan curry thing. Oh. Um, so I ended up getting that. So it was really good. But even the most meat heavy kind of yeah. places. Um, should, so should mostly ha- have yeah. something. I mean, yeah, like I've been to a steakhouse and they had, I mean, albeit it was shitty and overpriced, but they yeah. still had an option, you know? Yeah. That's another thing too. I don't I don't get why um, the vegan options sometimes are way more expensive than the meat ones. Do you, do know you know really I mean? not get why, Daniel? Well, I kind of do. I mean, I do and I don't. <laughs> did you not Obvi- go to business school, Daniel? Do you I not know the laws of economics? Supply and demand. Yes, I do get that. <laughs> but I mean, the actual, like, the actual products going into it, like... Of course, yeah. it has nothing to do. It's so cheap. Like, because, ima- for example, I went to eat at, I mean, to be fair, it was cheaper than, you know, the steaks, like the steakhouse yeah. that I went to. And they gave me like, I swear to God, it was like a plate of like potatoes and like just grilled carrots and like vegetables. And it cost me like $30. And I was like, Ugh. oh, my God. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, but it's because, again, it's because they know that there are vegetarians and vegans mm. that really can't eat anything else. So yeah. their option is either drink the water or eat this $20 uh, p- plate of potatoes and carrots. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Yeah. And I do think um, another point to add to this, uh, that's the, uh, another this, point to add this, yeah. this particular um, thing, the situation um, when you do go into college, because I know you're saying here, like you don't want to limit yourself to friends that are only vegan. Um, mm-hmm. And I would suggest, like, especially going to college, the whole point, of, part of the experience of going to college is meeting new people, right? So I think, yeah. um, what's a way to explain this? How am I trying to say this? Basically, what I was trying to say about college, um, which is around um, meeting people and everything, I said, like, the, the whole experience around college is... Um, meeting new people, learning about new ideas, philosophies and everything else. And I just don't think that, you know, I've never closed myself off to somebody because of, because necessarily they weren't vegan, for example. Like Mm -hmm. I know it it can be a little bit frustrating when your friends don't get it and they don't understand. But then at the same time, I think if you're, if they're respectful of your choices and your beliefs, then I think you can foster and you can actually, you know, grow a really good and strong friendship from that. Because at the end of the day, there's probably beliefs that some of my friends hold, either religious or whatever else that I might not agree with, but I respect them for their choices and for the things that they want to be passionate about. Even though Mm -hmm. I might not necessarily ever be passionate about those things, I think it's, you know, we, we have this mutual level of respect for each other. And I think that, again... Some of my really closest friends aren't vegan, but I have an amazing friendship with them. So I think, you know, you can't close yourself off in, in, in regards to that. I mean, that's just my opinion, though. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think, well, I think you can make all kinds of friends. Of course, I recommend making also some vegan friends yeah. and also, you know, friends that are not vegan. And I think, again, the great thing about this is that now you're meeting new people. I feel like when you have uh, friends from back in elementary, you kind of take each other for granted. And I think mm. maybe that's why these things are happening. Like they're not really respectful to you in this way yeah. uh, because they're taking you for granted. But when you meet new people, I feel like there's even a higher chance that they might be more respectful toward the fact that you're vegan because you're new and you're vegan. They're like, oh, okay. Like, of course they're not going to just, 
I mean, actually, I don't know, but like, they're not going to just be like, oh, let's just go to the steakhouse yeah, with the a, vegan. That's actually a really good point too, because the thing that's different as well is friends that you grew up with, they would have known you before you were vegan, right? So maybe mm-hmm. for them, it's a harder thing for them to comprehend because they're like, well, you know, a year ago you were coming to the steakhouse with us and eating steak. So what's the problem? You know, Whereas exactly. in college, even if people aren't necessarily vegan, because you're going to obviously, you know, when you go out for dinner with people from college and whatever else, you're going to let people know that you're vegan. They're going to always know you as vegan. So it's never going to be like a thing for them. I think maybe that's why they might be a little bit more um, receptive and understanding because they've never known you as anything else. Exactly. So I don't know. I think it's exciting. I wouldn't worry too much. I think college is going to be a great time. Uh, University was definitely one of the best times of, I think, both of our lives. We had so much fun. High school is a distant memory that I barely remember. (laughs) (laughs) I I I had much more fun in university. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I think to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like I we think we talked about this in a few episodes, but like yeah, you know they always say high school is the best time of your life and blah 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 blah. But honestly, like brace yourself because you are going to have such a good time <laughs> in college and university. Um I can't recommend it enough from what you know, look at the like for example, like our friendship rose. Like if, had we not yeah. gone to university, maybe we wouldn't have met, you know? So That's true. And how sad would that be? That'd be very sad. God damn. You wouldn't. If it wasn't for that one stats class. Oh, God damn. <laughs> stats 217, bringing people all mm-hmm. together, you know? Yeah. And God. that one person that uh, introduced us that neither of us talked to anymore. <laughs> Those. Th- sorry, there was like, I wasn't rolling my eyes. Oh, okay. There was like a, a pigeon that just flew past my window. Oh, so God. I was like, oh my God. And my window's like wide open. So I was like, scared oh. it was going to fly in. I have a thing with pigeons. They like are, are everywhere. Are you, you afraid know? of pigeons? I'm not afraid of them, but like they just sometimes fly so close to me and I I know they're it. a bit scary. They're a bit yeah. scary. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah. Think, I think it's exciting and yeah, brace yourself. You're going to meet all kinds <laughs> of individuals. And of course you're going to meet some people probably that you're not going to like as well. Um, that's inevitable. Um, but now you get to choose. Here's the thing. That's the exactly. difference. Like Daniel said, when you're young and you're friends with people, it's out of usually, and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. I'm sure they're exactly. all good people, but they're usually because, you know, you grow up together. So you have things in common from when you're young. Cause you, the thing in common is that you're going to the same school, Yeah. but then in university now you're choosing people based on not just convenience of like, well, I mean, some of it is convenience. Obviously you're still in the same school, but like now there's a little bit more involved, you know, now there's all all kinds of different people. Exactly. Now. Yeah. I was going to say it's funny because it kind of like ties into, and I'm not going to talk too much about this because this is a future upcoming episode that we are going to do about, is it modern love, modern love. But (laughs) one of the historic things in the past that they found in modern love, I'm just going to touch on it because it's like Mm. ties in so well with this. Modern love is the book. Tell them about the book, Daniel. Oh yeah. So basically modern love or is it modern love or modern romance? Cause there was some questions. Modern romance. Yeah. Modern romance by Aziz Ansari. Um, basically it's a book all about kind of like dating now in the 21st century and how it con- compares and contrasts to, you know, previously how maybe our parents or grandparents would have dated. Um, really, really good. Me and Rose are going to do probably a few episodes on it cause there's so much good content and juice in this story, in this book, this audiobook. <laughs> it's so good. You can, it's a book as well, but we both listen to the audiobook. Um, Okay. And if you guys want to listen to the audiobook yourself, we are uh, Audible affiliates. That means uh, if you guys get an audiobook for free, by the way, mm-hmm. if it's your first audiobook from Audible, you get it for free, no strings mm-hmm. attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that for free using the link in the show notes or in the description. And yeah. uh, we get a little commission out of it. So um, it's a win win situation. And you can continue with Audible if you want and keep getting uh, audiobooks, which I recommend. 
But uh, you can also cancel it if uh, if it's something that you don't really use. But either way, yeah. you'll get a free audiobook and we do recommend you can get whatever book you want exactly. but we're going to discuss modern romance by aziz yeah. ansari i think it's modern romance by aziz ansari yeah um i think so, so too, cause someone questioned it and then i sent them the because someone asked me right. about it because they said they couldn't find either modern love or modern romance so then i sent them a screenshot i think it's modern romance let me just double check so yeah. that we're giving the right yeah it's called modern romance by That's aziz ansari okay. yeah and um I've personally listened to it like three times mm. and Daniel's listened to it twice, I think. Yeah, and we're going to discuss it on the podcast. So if you exactly. want to discuss it with us and know what we're talking about, well, we'll, we'll still explain it. But um, if yeah. you want to listen to it as well, again, link is in the show notes or description. Yeah. And um, the point that I wanted to make about this, this particular thing from the book, just really, really quick, that touches on exactly what Rose was saying about the friends that you make in, in high school and elementary versus, you know, university. Um, it kind of ties in one of the things that he was talking about is a lot of people back in the day, they used to meet people for marriage in their neighborhoods, right? Like that lived or in the, the same street. building or in the same building. Yeah. Which was mm-hmm. shocking. Um, you know, and that was kind of the trend back then. Whereas nowadays that's so not how people meet. They meet, you know, from all over, you know, in college or all different places, rarely from the same place. And even though, um, they were saying about how like the divorce rate now is higher and all of this kind of stuff, but people are marrying more for, Um, the people that do stay together and stuff, they marry more for like love, like passionate and not Mm -hmm. just kind of for convenience or to get out of the house. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. that we can kind of take that analogy to friendships. And again, I'm not discrediting any of the friends that I made when I was younger, but like friends that you make in high school, junior high, it's, it is in some ways a friendship of convenience because they're at the same school as you. Right. And they live in the same area or close by versus friends you make in university or college or whatever else. Those are people that you're choosing to work like, be friends with because they might only have one class with you. They might only have that one class for three, four years and you've only seen them that one time, but you choose to be friends with them, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a little Mm -hmm. bit different, I think. And exciting. So get excited. I'm super, and hopefully by, by, you know, by the time you start college in September, things might've calmed down a little bit with the whole COVID situation. So yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I wonder what's happening. Are people going back to school? Well, right now the schools are closed. So... Lord, it could be online classes, which, you know, I think would would take away a lot of experience. Yeah, I would not. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Anyways, hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. We will find out soon. (sighs) All right, you guys. So that was our episode of uh, The Savage Slice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) That was our slice of advice. Yeah. Our slice of advice. That is. Yeah. And if you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys do have, so obviously this is going to be something that we're going to be continuing. Well, we're going to see how it goes again. Um, But it's kind of like a mini, yeah, like a mini, uh, a mini series that we're doing kind of. And so if you guys are listening to this and you're thinking, Ooh, I have a situation that I wouldn't mind Daniel and Rose discussing on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Feel free to, to either, you know, slip into our DMS on um, (laughs) at the Savage podcast on Instagram or um, send us an email. um, Uh, the savage podcast at gmail.com and just give us a like a little brief description and everything else. And then we can discuss that on the next episode of the savage <laughs> slice. <laughs> you just love saying it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, eventually Rose will want to change the name. So maybe it will change, but for now it's, I'm going to, I'm going to take this as a little win and it's savage slice. Yeah. Usually I don't let Daniel win. So no, this, this is, is a, this true. is definitely a new thing. 
I will, I will bask in this moment of glory. So yes, enjoy it, Daniel. It yeah. won't last anyway. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, All right, you guys. So yeah, let us know what you thought in the comments mm-hmm. if you can. Uh, of course, make sure you give us a little, little rating if you can on iTunes or whatever mm-hmm. platform and uh, follow us on all our platforms. Check us out on patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Thanks for listening, yeah. guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.